0: park and hello everybody this is Zach- hello
1: and this is stewart i did not think of a funny intro
0: <laughs> yeah i i i uh right before i hit record i was like oh i'm gonna say something different this time because this is a weird old-timey movie
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's definitely a um a good intro for this movie yeah for the, the young king arthur and his band of married men no that's
0: that's nope nope not not king arthur arthur's in it it's uh yeah yeah, we're we're talking oh whoever's listening has read the show title we're we're, we're talking about uh the green knight um that came out in 2021 um yeah it's uh this will be fun (laughs) um this is a very unique um Movie, I feel like it's you know a lot of these directors like have have packages with studios where they're like like you know Christopher Nolan for example famously has a a deal with um, Warner Brothers where it's like one for you one for me where they're just Mm -hmm. like yeah fine go make your weird you know (laughs) space movie or whatever but you're coming back and you're directing like an Oscar winning movie for us and he's like that's fine Um, and I feel like this is one of those one for me films for uh for David Lowry. Um because I'm looking at his and if you've never seen a picture of him, like he looks like the type of guy that you would get to direct The Green Knight. (laughs) I don't know if you want to Google what he looks like or not. But this
1: um, this definitely seems like a passion project. And um it was interesting, like um it seems like it was very polarized in uh people's opinions from what I did uh, yeah on my research
0: there was um, a little bit of that um it, like so this movie is first off i i will preface this with i really really like this movie like
1: i i actually really enjoyed this movie as well um i feel like it was a um so on our previous one that we talked about um the Nicolas cage movie um, yeah uh cowboy or, or, no that was oh cowboy. prisoners of the great ghost yeah. land yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um that one the big complaint that i had was that it didn't really like world build too much and this yeah. one was more like you were um on basically an epic quest It was yeah uh, very unique it was really interesting sort of like seeing all of the different um characters and people who were involved in this um this quest from uh, so it, it was like king arthur's not brother but like a, a uh, his of, his
0: uh uh nephew
1: his nephew okay yes um and even like the opening like scene of it where um you actually meet the uh green knight and uh the green knight issues that challenge um, yeah
0: which i i really like i so i i want to talk about the challenge a little bit because i think it's yeah. very funny um it is yeah the so and, and not to cut you off i just wanted to to, no, to no, jump in and mm-hmm. and um yeah, so so it's kind of a Christmassy tradition um, in this movie yeah. for the Green Knight to come and um, challenge someone, right? Challenge someone's chivalry of like, yeah, you know, strike Honor. me and yeah, like like in a year and a day hence, you you have to come to me and let me return the same blow to you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so Gawain is played by Dev Patel who I think is fantastic Ooh, in
1: this fantastic yeah this, this um, rule really like um plays well with uh just his look um and yeah he like acts i uh I really enjoyed his performance
0: yeah yeah he um now he he uh is kind of raring to to go in terms of proving that he has the stuff to be a knight right because yeah, uh, this because is following night.
1: Not Sir Gallen.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we're we're not at the if you're you're an Arthurian legend fan, we're we're not at the Fisher King stage yet. We're 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 early in in. I didn't even
1: know that this was like a poem. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That I had done. This was like, oh yeah, this movie is based off like a um, Arthurian poem and stuff. And I was like, I, I don't know this. Like, I know very basic level of um, of information of King Arthur, mainly because um, freshman year at college, because we had to do a lot of those, like, uh, readings from um, uh, Arthurian literature and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, like, I didn't know that this was one of those poems, so
0: yeah yeah like well and so so this is kind of um you know right before fisher king because like there's scenes later where arthur is is starting to get sick um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so so in in terms of the challenge like gowan is is wanting to prove himself as a knight and prove that he can he can live up to the the um bonds of chivalry and i think it's very funny when the green knight offers the challenge that like none of the other knights get up because i I feel like this is they're already knights right and i feel like this is the way for them to be like okay man this is how you do it and and i love when he's he's going to (laughs) to accept the challenge from the knight that uh arthur stops Gowan real quick and goes you realize this is a game right yeah like Hmm. Like he's he's very clear of like man don't
1: yeah don't. <laughs> I
0: understand you really want to prove you like the subtext of what he's saying is I love that you want to prove yourself and all but like this guy's a a, 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 a demigod of nature like it, it's a game <laughs> like just give him a little scratch or something or give it show him mercy because like that's another thing with chivalry is is mm-hmm. you show someone mercy
1: exactly.
0: Um, and instead he goes yeah, yeah 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 i i i got this and so he, he takes a sword and he chops yeah, he off the green takes knight's head <laughs> yes he takes
1: Excalibur <laughs> like he goes and gets Excalibur from um from uh king arthur and like chops off his head with with his sword
0: yeah and so it, it's like ah uh, like i i love how you see arthur's face and he's just like ah yeah. uh. it's just like just yeah it's <laughs> like
1: it's disappointment it, it is disappointment
0: it's like yeah uh. because now you know he's Gowan's like i did a good thing and then the green knight starts chuckling and go what goes one year hence and then
1: rides off yeah, with like his, head his head in his hand he's holding his head in his hand yeah it's like, one um, year hence, and Gawain's like, oh,
0: shit. Well, and then, yeah, like, Gowan failed the test, and so he's not a knight, so he spends the year fucking around, like, yeah. doing just what he was doing before, just kind of hooking up with... I couldn't tell... Either a lower-class lady or or just a straight-up prostitute that he has a, a bond with. Um,
1: yeah, I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I really like the recurring theme because she asks him... Because she knows his challenge is coming up, where he he has to go to the Green Temple and and you know take a knee in front of the knight and let the knight return the the blow that he received. Um, yeah. and and I, I love the returning recurring theme of, um, him saying I want to be a great man, and the response being, uh,
1: Why is being a good man not enough? Yeah um i mean because and you know it's it's that legacy it's like people want to put their names in in the story books people want to put their names in history books so their legacy lives on yeah and, and you can see that drive because he has that drive he has that like cunningness the because He doesn't slink off from this um, particular task. Like, he could have ran away. He could have not shown up at that temple. Yeah. But, you know, he understood what he wanted to do. And that was to put his names in in the books. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and, and, you know, when he's going on his his quest, I, I really like how they um portray his his mother as being part of like a, a group of witches basically that yes. she yeah. creates this this um
1: belt she's part like the faish folks
0: yeah they um i want to say that she's they call her morgan um
1: mm-hmm.
0: like morgan Lefay, but
1: yeah, yeah like and the morgan, and that's popular character in um arthurian literature
0: yes yeah she's well, sort and, of
1: like she's sort of the um counter to um to merlin yes mm-hmm. yeah.
0: but yeah her and her her circle or, or coven i guess um spell this this belt and and she tells him look no harm will come to you if you as long as you're wearing this belt. And so he yeah. takes the belt and no starts off on you. his quest and um comes upon a a battlefield and uh I, I don't know, Ken. maybe maybe being a a modern person, I guess, may, maybe he's a little bit more trusting because he's a little bit more sheltered, but um he asks for directions from this guy who's very obviously stealing things from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, he's very obviously a scavenger and up to no good. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that thing you're looking for. Yeah. It's all the way in the woods. Yeah. Where there's yeah. no road. And um, yeah, she's a very, super quiet. Just follow that thing in the woods. <laughs> right? You got it. Um, And yeah. so he, he tosses him a coin and, and heads off. Um, And it's like, my dude, you look My like dude. a knight. Like you're wearing a. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have a target on your back because you're wearing very fancy armor. You have a yeah. very nice axe. Um, you
1: have yeah. A
0: horse. You have a horse. You're yeah. Like I, I and I can't remember the article that I I had read, but um, there was a there was a I think maybe it was on NPR where where the person was writing and saying like um you know in actuality in medieval times um knights were largely for show right because the amount of money required to do like full plate is like the equivalent of like a battleship today right (laughs) like it was a significant investment mainly people would walk around if they had nice things like a steel, like like a like a chain shirt or something, and yeah, if not, like it would just be leather. one big piece of metal, right? Or even metal sewn into their leather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, the fact that he's he's kind of armored up is a big clue. Oh, hey, this guy has a lot of money,
1: right? Yeah. Um. And I mean, he does throw him like a gold piece too. Yeah. He is <laughs> a fairly, like. You, going off of D D, that's a lot of money
0: yeah yeah well yeah. and and you know i as is predictable he gets jumped in the woods yeah. by two people i think one of them actually does have a crossbow and it's like ooh, i know from burning wheel that that crossbow will fuck your shit right up yeah. <laughs> that armor does not matter
1: they <laughs> better not miss but uh yeah
0: um yeah so they they beat him up tie him up leave him for dead take all of his stuff including his belt of protection and, and all that stuff and they ride off
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, he makes his escape when, uh, closer, closer to night um, and happens upon a cottage falls asleep in it kind of dark fairy tales um, and then is given a quest by a woman who is very obviously a ghost
1: yeah <laughs> I mean, Which I like, I
0: really liked, like it, it it had that feel of like old like dark fairy story
1: type. Yeah, thing. yeah, where she wanted him to recover, I think a skull from like a, a,
0: yeah her a, skull,
1: a yeah her skull. Yeah, and um, he was like, "What will I get?" It? She'll like, and she was like, "You'll get something."
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he gets <laughs> his
1: axe back. He does. He does get his axe back. Um, um, oh, also, yeah, they end up don't they like when they steal all of his stuff they tie him up and he ends up like having to cut the bonds um with this like one of the bones yeah
0: they like they one of them like basically just throws out, throws out their piece of shit sword and like takes yeah. his axe yeah,
1: yeah
0: or takes one of his weapons or something like it's just refuse that they they throw away mhm um and uh yeah like so so he he uh does a quest for a ghost and he befriends uh, a a representative of
1: the forest and the fox um who just kind of hangs around with him you know and the interesting thing is like the fox was pretty well animated too oh yeah it's, it's not too jarring yeah it, it really isn't um yeah and because I, a lot I, of this is you know very practical effects and everything um and this this fox is clearly like cg but the fox isn't that bad like it's not like that uncanny valley where you're like oh something's not right here
0: yeah yeah well and and uh, my favorite bit with the fox when they're on their journey is when he's like starving and he eats just like handfuls of mushrooms out in the wilderness and wakes up and like sees giants migrating <laughs> like yeah. he's very clearly having a a, a suicide trip right there um and the giant goes to eat him and the uh, the fox defends him And and yells at it in in dream tongue or or giant tongue or some some primal you know language that they both share. Um. And then yeah, once he he sobers up, uh, he's still making his way to the Green Temple because he still has he he wants to live up to his chivalric um promises. Um and he comes to a castle that's kind of. Yeah, it's kind of a spelled castle. Um, there's a couple living there, um, the the lord and the lady, um, mm-hmm. the lady of which is played by the same woman that the uh, Alicia Vikander. She she plays Essel, the the woman he has a connection with back in the town that he's from, uh, Camelot, I
1: guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. And yeah, they offer to let him stay there. Um, this is just another hurdle on his, like, so he's, he's accepting, he a quest? yeah, like he's accepting hospitality and it would be rude for him to not take it because it's being offered as well as yeah. is the thing. Um, it, it Like, that's not that's not really made clear in the movie that's just something that i know from reading like the litter because like my undergrad degree is in english and so i had to read a lot of this stuff and part part of the the uh, the hurdle here is that like he has to be a gracious guest which he doesn't because while the lord is out hunting for breakfast the lady um gives him a handy <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah she has by the way that that belt is the uh the same one that his mother made him and he recognizes it and she says that it's a gift when she gives it to him she says that she made it and he's like "Mm." (laughs) Hmm. but she um she gives him the belt and then you know jerks him off he soils it like that's you know the the representation of of you know oh he's he's uh, despoiled his honor by by doing this Mm -hmm. um so then he he leaves the castle i'm doing this from memory from from watching it a couple weeks ago so pardon me if i'm stumbling he is he he leaves the castle and then the the lord who's hunting in the forest like in an effort to kind of make him stay again is like oh uh well let me kiss you here and see if you're into dudes yeah. Let me see if I can entice you to stay even longer. Um you know, he has in and Gowan is like very gracious and like, uh no, I'm
1: <laughs> I still All have this right. quest to do. Um I gotta, I gotta go through this one place.
0: Um and so the, the Lord uh releases the fox that he caught, which is Gowan's fox. Um he they go to a boat and then the fox actually speaks english and says you are doomed or, or something to that extent
1: yeah and basically uh, informing him that he is on a fool's errand
0: yeah like it's it's trying to get him to it, convince him to turn a- around because it, it's a way of repaying the fact that he saved his life right yeah of saying you know you like you're going to, to your death if you continue this. So then he scares the fox off, goes to the boat. This is a very straightforward movie. Like it's, it's over two hours long, but I feel like it doesn't
1: feel like it. because it, moves no, it, very it quickly. doesn't. And again, it, it feels very much like a, an odyssey. Because mm-hmm. it kind of uh, follows that same um, uh, like beat, like story beats and stuff. Um, also, when he scares off the fogs, I really like that kind of like... So they do a lot of um, interesting um, ideas with color in this film. They do. Where I I don't think it's gel, those like film gels, but I think it's probably in um, editing. They um, like change the hue, like I think up the hue and everything.
0: Oh, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Um uh post production um mm-hmm. special effects that they do with with just the picture on the screen yeah you're right it's not a film gel but yeah it is a post
1: production um color saturation process yeah and you know i really i mean it's it's very well done and it's very um it adds to to the story and it adds to the actual like um uh i guess um narrative yeah 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 and
0: um so this is uh, okay so full disclosure this this is the the bit that's the biggest spoiler of the movie it's also my favorite part of the movie Yeah, i mean it's kind of difficult to like i mean people should know the story of the green knight because it's like over a thousand years old at this point so well i mean again but there are some spoilers
1: yeah yeah i didn't know coming into this but um yeah and this is probably the most um i guess controversial part to it Um, yes so because it doesn't really um it's very ambiguous
0: yeah it's so so i really like this bit because it's it takes up um
1: you know it this, this movie,
0: it takes up a lot because so so what happens is he um you mm-hmm. know finally makes it to the chapel and the knight mm-hmm. is in hibernation um he's an avatar of, of the wild right and so yeah. gallon sits in the temple waits and the knight wakes up and it's christmas and he's there on the the day that he has to be there to fulfill yeah, and, his,
1: his and he is word. waiting for his blow and then when the knight takes a swing at him he kind of flinches yeah
0: and the night it, I, I love the exchange there because he, yeah he's like he starts to swing the axe and then Gowan like kind of flinches like, and then the knight yeah. stops and he's just like you you flinched like you no i didn't flinch <laughs>
1: yeah yeah um <laughs> he's like mm-hmm.
0: so so Gowan, you know says yeah. give me a second and so he he gives him a second and Gowan kneels um and at the last, very last second, he runs away, right? Yeah. And so he he goes back to Camelot, and he becomes king. When Arthur dies. Um, his the the woman in Camelot that he loves um has his son. Mm-hmm. He she either dies in childbirth or he just takes the kid. Um, I think he just takes the kid and marries yeah, a noble he woman just instead.
1: Takes the kid. Yeah. Um, like, and then his be like a good knight.
0: Yeah, and then his, his son um, grows up, dies in battle. He becomes an old man, or Gowan becomes an old man who is kind of a, a, a hated king. Um, yeah. His castle's under attack, and his family is all... It, no, no one's around him anymore in the, the main chamber, like where, where Arthur was.
1: Yeah. So weird. he
0: takes off the belt that... He's, he's had on since he got it from the lady and then his head falls off from
1: his yeah which gives right? me very much um you remember that book that scary spooky scary tales uh, oh yeah
0: the ribbon that that yeah
1: yeah yeah about the woman yeah whose head fell off um it gave me that kind of like vibes and everything
0: but- well so so what I like about this though is have you ever read a, a short story called an occurrence at owl Creek bridge no so, the, and spoilers for a short story from the early 1800s, um, but there are mid, mid to late 1800s. Um, I think it's Ambrose Bierce who wrote it, but it's um, a man is being lined up for execution, being hung. Mm-hmm. And in the story, right as he's, he's being hung, right before the, ne- the, the rope goes taut, um, someone fires a gun. And the rope gets cut, and he falls into the ocean, into the the river underneath the bridge where they're being hung from. Um, and he makes it to freedom, and it's like this weeks long journey to civilization. And then the way the story ends is describing this man getting hung. It was just like in his imagination.
1: Yeah, what yeah. was going to happen? It, it was yeah. Um, his um, it, it gives you the what if.
0: Yeah, and what I really like that bit in this story because when I, I first watched this movie, I was like. Oh, that's how this is? <laughs> like I was like that's a serious departure, but yeah. then when you know when his head falls off, it it snaps back to him in the green chapel, and it's very clear that he was just imagine like trying to parse out what would happen if he were to
1: just leave, right? If he, yeah, and and truly, like yes, he lived a life, but like at the very end, he he was by himself
0: yeah he's by himself and he has no honor and so this this time because he's still wearing the belt um Mm -hmm. he you know makes peace with it and takes off the the belt tells the knight he's ready and the knight um congratulates him on being such a brave little boy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and drags a finger across his throat and says off with your head smiles at him and then the movie ends yep I just it, it's truncated it's a it's very ambiguous like
1: yeah the
0: what it's trying to communicate is it by fu- you know I think by fulfilling his his um his word even though the, you know that that mercy is the lesson he should have taken from that right mm-hmm. like because he he fulfilled the component that was you know yes I will meet you here and and take my lumps <laughs> that I give yeah. um and re really the lesson he should have learned was being merciful.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, and, and maybe, maybe the green knight did kill him.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe, I mean, the nihilist didn't, because,
1: prefers that. <laughs> well, I mean, because there are themes of like, um, and just, you know, kind of reading, um, uh, ...previous stuff of King Arthur, and um, there is that kind of, like, struggle between, like, Christianity, like, King Arthur represents a lot of, like, the Christian sort of um, strengths, like, the the form, like, the formal creation of religion, and kind of moving away from these, like, wild fae sort of deals where yeah. the green knights and even morgan represents more of like the nature wild um the, the pagan of the histories world. yeah exactly and there's sort of that like conflict between the two yeah where i kind of read into like you know you have made your peace and um i'm feeling a a promise like they're like nature is it cannot be reasoned with you can't like go up to nature and be like hey i have like all of these particular things you know nature is a force of itself so yeah yeah so i kind of read into that a little bit just saw like the struggle between like modern christian sort of um creation because like king arthur is very i mean he's on a crusade he's like yeah yeah so and like the green knight is very much akin to the green man in in the whole um arthurian uh stories like he his face is basically mocked up like the green man yeah so so it was interesting, it really was. And I, I kind of like it where, you know, it's this long odyssey where you meet these, like, people and characters and you really saw, like, the world that they were living in. You saw the growth of a character.
0: Because, yeah.
1: you know, going back to the, the Nicolas Cage one, like, the main character you never really see any growth right with this one you can sort of see um Galwin, uh develop as a character and yeah they're with him as he grows and he figures out things
0: well yeah i mean the, the character growth is 100 percent the point of of this one mm. um and i think they do a really good job of of painting that picture um yeah it's well, and you know, it's funny, honestly, this this movie probably lost money, because like you were oh, really? alluding to earlier, there was a real big critic slash audience split in this yeah. movie. Um, <clears throat> part of it, I think, is when it was released, because I remember this being advertised way back in like 2019,
1: right? Yeah, kind of during um, the height of...
0: Well, before well. the pandemic started, it released... Um, in in july of 21 so Mm -hmm. you know the honestly this movie looks more expensive than it was um you know it was only a 15 million dollar movie
1: um it made back
0: 18.9
1: um again there was a lot of practical effects it wasn't um, yeah a lot of like digital or cg stuff
0: yeah like i was reading that lowry took a lot of inspiration from honestly my favorite genre of 80s movie which is the 80s fantasy movie so like willow and excalibur and those types of things and and did things like they they would use like hand-painted mats to to make sets look way bigger than they were like in in the (sighs) round table scenes yeah if you look like if you know what to look for (laughs) you can tell where they've done it which i i really like um even though they've they've used some cg to kind of kind of obscure that with like Like digital lights and stuff um Mm -hmm. or digitally added lights not digital lights but yeah um but like you can still see where the where the like the the edges don't quite line up which i i really like and i i hope that that's on purpose
1: yeah Um, i'm sure
0: sure and one of the things i was reading is that apparently ralph ennison the guy that that plays the green knight um lowry told him to play the green knight like santa claus (laughs) which he kind of has a santa claus like bearing in it um but yeah there there was a huge critic and audience um uh shift with this because rotten tomatoes has it at 89 percent metacritic has it at 85 but the cinema score is a c plus which i think is criminally low personally
1: yeah i but i can understand like how some people might feel like they were duped a little bit like there was no you know people like a um a definitive resolution you know it's
0: yeah i mean i i think it's less of that and more uh, i mean i'm I'm sure that that played a part um Mm -hmm. i i think that the so the trailer is not very like, it's cut in a way to make it look awesome, but it, it doesn't really reflect what the movie is. Yeah, I mean, I didn't
1: know it was uh, like an Arthurian sort of um, movie until I started watching it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, so had part no of... I no idea what I was getting it into.
0: Yeah, and so part of that is, is also the, the connotation the studio has because it's an A24 film. Mm-hmm. And they they have a reputation of, of being... Um, uh sometimes you'll hear hear them referred to as as a uh, highbrow horror where mm. it's they're like art films but they're horror movies uh, i they they do a lot of weird movies that would not get
1: picked up elsewhere
0: um yeah
1: That's and so, but, but i mean i will that this was a passion project
0: yeah and i will say that like when i first saw this advertised um it looked like it was way more of a horror movie type film because oh. also i was having the the connotation of oh that's an a24 movie so it's probably going to be an artsy horror movie um which isn't the I case mean, this, is not, no, this mean, is not a horror movie no this is not a horror movie
1: it's scary elements in like you didn't know what was going to happen
0: yeah i mean there's that people have pointed out too that there's you know oh but there's a ghost in it it's like well there is but it's (laughs) it's more about the ghost is there is more of a way for him to fulfill something along the way of a quest rather than be a spooky scary ghost yeah um scary ghost (laughs) (laughs) um i will say though one of the one of the really cool things with this movie that i i love and it's this is my last thing on the movie because I, I think uh, we've we've pretty well covered it. Um, okay. Honestly, is and I have a, a PDF of it, but I, I really want to get the full thing. So they one of the marketing things that you can buy still from their website, I think, um, is a boxed set a boxed set uh, tabletop role playing game that they made specifically oh. for this movie as, oh, as marketing cool. material. Yeah. Um, all you need nice. is D twenty to play it's and i mean it's a pretty had
1: the
0: pdf yeah like it's a pretty bare bones um huh. system it's uh let's see it is 44 pages um oh. and that's including the characters um so basically like there are five roles in it um yeah there's a knight a noble a hunter a sorcerer and a bard um, and you're the the idea is that one person is playing one of each character, um, and kind of like what would have happened in medieval times, you, you're all traveling together because you're going to the same spot, and being on the road by yourself is dangerous. Yeah, it's not a good
1: idea.
0: Um, but for whatever whatever your your goal is, there's a there, there's kind of a timer there, and as the GM, you're supposed to present opportunities for them to decide. Okay, well, do I do I potentially do a dishonorable thing by helping this thing, but not not by by do it, taking the side quest, but not reaching my end goal, or do I do the honorable thing and continue on towards my goal? Right. Um, And you know, there's, there's three or four end chapters. Um, Your, your honor is, is uh, what determines what's what's going on but the so the thing that i like about it um or your honor or dishonor determines what happens in the end like so there is a finite point to this game to end but on the very back page there's a uh uh let's see there's a list of other ideas for you to play it it's called the a24 challenges um and then they they basically have a little blurb for each of them one is called the black opal one is called the winter festival and another Mm -hmm. one is called the drunken keepers and when you read the description if you're familiar with a24 movies they're just describing other a24 movies so like the winter festival is uh midsummer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the drunken keepers is the lighthouse (laughs) Uh, i'm unsure what the black opal is but um
1: I yeah. mean, I think it would be interesting to sort of explore those uh, those games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like know?
0: it's it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, this is a hundred percent just a marketing thing. But it's like, goddamn, A twenty four, you're so good.
1: Like, I mean, who else put, would sink who, that much
0: yeah. like thought and some... and uh, premise behind just a little marketing
1: thing? Exactly. <laughs> somebody put some thought into this, so you know, good for them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you have any uh, final thoughts on this? Would you Would you see a uh, an A twenty four film?
1: I mean, yes, but you said that this was abnormal for them that they uh, you said uh, horror. Well, and it's I'm it's not,
0: not necessarily abnormal. Um, let me look up other things that they've done. I, I just I just bring it up because being a horror fan the connotation at large is that they do weird horror movies but Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily true they do weird art house type movies that sometimes have horror elements in them um let me look up some of their films that they've put out a 24 list of a 24 films um so, like, they did uh, Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, um, Tusk, which is a whole oh, comedy movie. It's it's more comedy. A Tusk they did Tusk Ex Machina.
1: Super great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... What do you expect? It's a, it's a movie that Kevin Smith dreamed up on a podcast while he's high.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, Tusk really kind of... Uh yeah i would not recommend tusk but i would recommend this movie
0: yeah yeah well yeah. like in, in some other things that they did is like ex machina which that's not really a horror movie that's more of a sci-fi movie um, yeah yeah
1: oh uh, maybe yeah maybe i would see some of their movies but i would recommend this movie i i think it would be so i think if somebody was interested in like arthurian um history or just the lore i think this is a um a slam dunk for those sort of people yeah but like if you're into that kind of like medieval um world or if you enjoyed playing like D, or if you enjoyed reading like the odyssey um i would recommend it and if you're really interested in seeing like different use of Cinematography, I would recommend it as well because I do think that this movie excels in um, cinematography, and I know I keep on referring back to um, Ghost of the Deadlet or prisoners, um, of the ghost land. prisoners of the Ghostland, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yeah, it's a weird but, um, title. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know I keep on referencing back that podcast, but you know the cinematography in that movie was fantastic. But it was so opposite of this movie, and this movie's cinematography was fantastic as well. Like, you can do different techniques where, like, the other one was so bombastic and, like, had so many colors flying at you and different characters and everything along those lines. But this one, like, you can see that there's... um, there's a mood that they want you to be in at a particular scene, and they really try to um, exasperate that mood with the color changes or with the scenery or just taking a practical approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would recommend this movie. Um, I would not recommend this movie if you just kind of want to, like, Turn off your brain and just have a demo with movie. Off. Oh
0: yeah, it's more of a cerebral movie than that.
1: Like it's not yeah. one of
0: those like, okay, I'm just gonna have this on in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah, you really need to like pay attention to it. So yeah, so I would not recommend it in that um, capacity. But, but yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Well, good. I, I always hate it when what I'm, I'm like, hey, let's let's watch this thing and and. Either you or Richard are like, man, that was dog shit. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, I've
1: uh, I've uh, recommended some dog shit stuff. But yeah, I know,
0: no, I, I I dearly love this movie. I've I've seen it. Um, I've probably watched it at least three or four times at this point, and
1: it, it hasn't been know, out that long, so I I feel like it would be even better watching it in the theaters. Like I ended up just watching it at home. Yeah, and I I feel like. A lot of like the wide shots of like the hills and everything would be, um, uh, very pretty on like a large screen. Oh
0: yeah, I I bet so. Like I, um, like I'm I'm still not comfortable going to the movies <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So I've only ever seen this. Like granted, I have a pretty big
1: TV, but um, yeah, I you I know it's not the necessarily the same. Oh, I do remember the last time it was. Um, for the demon slayer movie um the mugen train mugen train but but that was because i was like one of three people in a uh large um uh theater
0: well you know what's funny about that, that was down lately? at the arts theater it's the highest grossing anime or uh japanese yeah. animation movie in the yep. world
1: right now <laughs> well i mean demon slayer is like hot stuff right now so yeah
0: well, with that, why don't we talk about our me, me, me's.
1: Uh, All right. I'll start off. Okay. I'll start off with, um, I have started putting together a Demon Slayer cosplay.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> ah, nice. Working
1: that Demon Slayer into this. Yes. Um, as um, a lot of people know, I, I really enjoy uh, creating and um, making cosplays. Um, there's a popular con that's going on. And there's a character that I really like in Demon Slayer, uh, Sanosuke, which is the, um, the character with the boar head and like the uh, swords and everything along those lines. And so for some of the props, I did have to end up buying the swords. I thought maybe I could make them, but unfortunately uh. they were just too difficult, really for me to put together so i got those off of um i think etsy somebody ended up uh and because etsy like if if you're having trouble like putting together something um i would recommend going to etsy and just being like oh look at this this is a person who actually (laughs) um makes this cost knows what or, they're like, doing and how yeah. can,
0: how they can 3d print this mask with all this boar stuff around exactly it. <laughs> because
1: i do not have a 3d printer in my house which i guess is a, a failure on my part but uh nonetheless um
0: yeah a lot of cosplayers seem to to have gone hard and heavy into that way well, i mean which makes sense in, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i've i know well i watched a uh, youtube video recently yeah um well um do you know jessica niebre yes Uh, Mm -hmm. yes um she actually did a um, cosplay of inosuke as well and she has on her youtube channel like how she put it together and inosuke isn't really like a very detailed character basically he's got those um, hachima pants, the like large um, uh, floofy pants with like uh, basically um, animal fur around the waist and um, some like uh, I guess sandals, blue sandals and everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I was able to make those out of materials uh, but I did end up Having to order the boar's head because he wears a boar's head as he runs around and everything. Yeah, <laughs> because I. But it was interesting because um, Jessica ended up like actually creating the the boar's head and everything, which was really cool. But in this video, she basically has like a full room that has, I think maybe like seven three D printers, which is pretty crazy. Which
0: I mean, that's kind of what you need to have going,
1: yeah. To like in a timely, yeah, yeah.
0: To like have all that stuff going in a timely manner,
1: yeah.
0: Like yeah. you could get away with one, but it would just be seven times the work.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, also the nice thing about um, cosplay, like, so I really like this character from uh, Demon Slayer. I think that um, this character's hilarious, silly, funny, kind of matches my optimistic point of view, and half of cosplaying is the costume, but I also think the other half is, like, embracing the character, becoming that character, and just enjoying it, like, really riffing off other people um playing up a lot of like the traits of the character that you're cosplaying because half of it is like costuming but the other half is kind of acting because you're you know imbuing yourself with this role so yeah i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be at a i guess an atlanta local con um it's nothing that we're going to be um officially uh, I guess, um, officially doing with yeah. the podcast. I'm basically going because I love going there. Yeah, and um, I'll sure to report back and definitely let you know how everything's gone. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, and if if you happen to go to this, uh, I guess I I can say the con right.
0: Yeah, I mean this will probably come out after the con,
1: okay. um, well, so it'll probably never be <laughs> I was going to say, if you see me in my costume, feel free to say hi or hug or something like that. But it's too late. Yep, You missed your opportunity. You You missed your opportunity. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. You could have had a hug. Could have had a hug from a Nosuke slash steward. Free hugs. Free hugs. Um, But yeah, so it's just been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun putting it together. It's been um a lot of fun just kind of like preparing for it because I do love me some cosplay. Uh oh, though I will be wearing it um at um AWA. AWA oh yeah, so
0: thought. yeah, absolutely that that that'll that'll be coming out in time. So yeah, if if you see Stuart at, yeah, at AWA. AWA they will you be wearing a, the, a, crazy,
1: uh, <laughs> a crazy person wearing boar's head and uh having two swords <laughs> running around uh yeah yeah feel free to say hey yeah well, yeah that, that was my first thing i felt like it was a good transition since we were talking about uh
0: oh uh, about demon slayer
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: okay so, well yeah and i've i've got um three movies uh so all right
1: you're going to fire them all off
0: yeah, I'm going to fire them all off at once. So All
1: right, hit me um, with your best one.
0: <laughs> so best one, wow. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll do the best one. I'll do the best one. It's all right. uh, It's uh, Mars
1: Attacks. Have you Mars seen Mars Attacks? Attacks? Classic, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so the...
0: fantastic. So like this came out originally in like 96. I think I was like 10 or 11 when I saw it first. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I did not see it in theaters, but I remember like our friend group renting it and like watching it
0: oh it's so good (laughs) it's and for anyone who doesn't know um don't don't google the movie because it is based on a line of really gross and super violent trading cards from like the 50s oh really Um, i didn't know that yeah yeah (laughs) um but it's it's a you know it's a tim burton movie it's one of his like I, I wouldn't call it a bomb. A lot of people look back on it as a bomb.
1: Um, oh, really? Did not do
0: well? No, it did not. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> so it was, you know, the budget for the movie itself was $70 million. It made back like 100 Aww. Which, it, <sighs> I mean, yeah. I guess that's good. It's good, but like that 70000000 million huh? doesn't account for the marketing that they put. And they
1: did a yeah. lot of
0: marketing for that movie. <laughs> yeah but it
1: is i feel like it is kind of a a classic yeah it's kind of a
0: cult classic Um, i mean it's it's one that i think the ensemble cast in it is because it's got um jack nicholson glenn close natalie hmm. portman jack black michael j fox uh who else is in there
1: oh who's that older
0: gentleman um I'm blanking. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Let, I'm me up, let me look up. Let me look up a
0: cast list because the, the the cast in it is fantastic. It um, is real
1: good. And the nice thing too is like, The I remember the aliens don't really speak a language, no, they just go, okay,
0: yeah. yeah, So, uh, Glenn Close, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Tom Jones, uh, Jim Brown, Lisa Marie, um, Pam Greer is in it as well, Ray J is in there, Jodon Baker, Christina Applegate, um. Yeah, like they, there were a lot of like well known people at the time, especially in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: you can't really tell because it's not normally the thing that he, he would do when he was alive. Um, or no, I guess Frank Welker is still alive, but he does the uh, the Martians' voices. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like that's not normally his thing because he, he voices like, um, you know megatron and sound wave mm. and transfer like it's it's normally yeah. that that deep voice not the like just gibberish like yeah but tim burton really kind of embraces that like 50s like retro sci-fi look that the movie has and i really like it
1: um yeah i think it's um it it really like there's a lot of neon colors the yeah. aliens are very memorable like i can still remember like the armor that they had the like large um cylindrical domes they were like i oh, gotta break the head All right, i guess spoiler
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but, uh, well no you
0: got to uh play uh yodeling it's it's the frequencies that make their heads blow oh yeah right yeah right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big gross movie. Um I guess the uh the the second best that I watched um is a movie called Sort of Trust, right? Hmm. And it's yeah. so it's it's from 2019 and I don't think I think it was just on Netflix. No, it was distributed Whoa. by IFC. Um So it's recent? Yeah, yeah. I mean it came out in 2019, so it's recent-ish. Uh the director sadly is no longer with us. She passed away uh in 2020 Mm -hmm. i think she had like leukemia um Ah. but it's it's got mark maron in it uh who who she was dating at the time but he he actually does a really good job i don't think it was one of those nepotism type picks um but so the general story is that he owns this this pawn shop um in 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 the sticks right and Mm -hmm. this uh couple finds a a sword uh in their grandfather's house uh while they're they're clearing out one one of the the women um her her grandfather had died and and they're clearing out his house and they find this the sword um and it's got kind of some provenance material that that makes it look like it's a sword that belonged to sherman um from the civil war general sherman from the civil war um and there's a letter written in there that's that's from the time period that was claims it was surrendered to this one woman's ancestor who was a field marshal during the war Mm -hmm. uh and then the letter also claims that it was surrendered because the confederacy won (laughs) and so this is obviously a very weird piece so she you know takes it to the guy's pawn shop he offers to give them i think it's some weird but it's it's like yeah i'll give you like 400 bucks for it and they're like what that's we have documentation for this
1: yeah. um
0: and so they they show him this this uh drawing um and a book and he's just like that's not no that, that's not how any of that happened though. like yeah. what are you what the fuck are you talking about um so he doesn't believe them um and she she leaves the the number in case he he wants to contact them. So, yeah, one of his shop uh, employees uh, falls down this this like YouTube conspiracy video hole and is like stumbles upon this like whole like subculture that adamantly believes that the South won the war, and mm. they start saying that they'll pay up to fifty thousand dollars for Civil War artifacts.
1: Jeez.
0: Um, and so obviously this guy contacts these people and is like, "Hey, uh, yeah, like I got something. Um, I got some. I got something that you may be interested in." And so that the guy he contacts goes, "Well, let me, let me get a picture of it." Right. Okay. Yeah. And so the pawn shop guy calls calls the two women back, offers them a little bit more money, but now obviously they're suspicious because previously he was just like, "Here's this bullshit offer," and now he's like.
1: Here's, I'll, I'll legit, you know, him. here's yeah. a I'll triple it. Here's a
0: real offer. Um, and and finally they they like work out of him that yes, yes, I have a buyer lined up. Um and so they they agree to split any profits, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they contact the guy, and the guy who shows up is Toby Huss. Do you know who Toby H- Toby Huss is? No. Um so he he does the voice of on uh let's see you may not recognize him but he has a very distinct voice because he voices uh, who is it on king of the hill so he voices Khan and uh
1: oh, cotton yeah, yeah. Con, yeah
0: um but he he plays the guy who wants to buy it up he's like the true believer of like yeah the south won the war or whatever so he takes him from alabama to i think tennessee is where they end up mm-hmm. um and yeah like he takes them to his boss who's just like yeah let me buy the sword um They meet privately with this guy who's going to pay them $50,000 for the sword. And it comes out. Well, it comes out that he's like, listen, I know this is bullshit, but like these people are dangerous. Like I'm taking this shit off the street. (laughs) He's like, um toby huss overhears this and then a standoff happens and you'll have to see the movie for <laughs> to get what what the ending is yeah. this movie did not do well it's very short it's it's less than 90 minutes uh it moves along very quickly it should have gotten more than three hundred thousand dollars in box office because that's unfortunately all that it got <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it, um it's really good though if you like mark Mirren, it's got that that very acerbic um I, like, I even think that there's an exchange because, uh, in, in, in the book, or not in the book, in the movie, um, because I think Mark Marin's actually from, like, New Jersey, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And his shop is in Alabama, and they're like, how the fuck did you end up down here? And, and, yeah, yeah like, it, it, they, they never really address it past that but it's it's very funny that mark maron owns a random pawn shop in some nowhere
1: town in alabama <laughs> nah, just in, in that money
0: yeah and then I'll, I'll say the uh the 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 weakest of the films that i saw was uh a movie with jack black i think it's one of his last oh. ones
1: uh called oh. the polka
0: king the
1: polka king I... it's
0: so it's a biographical movie about a
1: Oh, so it's legitimately about him?
0: Yeah. Well, it's not him. It's it's he's playing a character named uh, Jan Levan, who was a mm-hmm. a uh, I think is is he still alive? I think he's dead. No, he's still alive. Um, he's a was a very popular um, Polish polka band leader, um, mm-hmm. and he you know eventually went to jail in the early aughts for a, a ponzi scheme where he was just, you know, taking investments from people because like he's he's based in Pennsylvania and he plays the uh the um oh what is it called a uh, borscht belt I guess where where like polka is more of a uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like he has people invest in his his gift shops he takes money from them to like take them to rome and all this this that and the other but like he's basically robbing peter to pay paul yeah for lack of a better word he's running a ponzi scheme um and just moving moving money around he guarantees people uh returns on their investments in his band which obviously you can't do that like there's an sec officer that like I forget exactly how he gets involved, but he like he he gets word that there are people. Um, uh, I, I think someone lodges a complaint because like he doesn't have the money to pay them their their guaranteed return on their investment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, like they report him to the SEC, and the SEC guy like comes to just meet with him, and he thinks that he's a customer, and so he starts pushing these like investments on him and he's like dude you can't like <laughs> you can't do
1: this <laughs> you can't yeah.
0: you can't guarantee returns on investment like mm. i need to see your paperwork that says that you can trade this stuff like you can't <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you this can't do it legit. and he gives him a, he gives him a deadline before they shut him down and and um you know hijinks ensue from there it's it's billed as a comedy and it's kind of funny because it's ridiculous and it's Jack Black but it's honestly more of a pro- like like a drama production than it is how is
1: Jack Black's comedy Jack?
0: oh it's actually very think? good like i mean he's he's serious yeah and, and well it's so it's serious but it's the man that he's portraying is a showboating narcissist who is mm-hmm. also um like in real life is Polish. And so he's very like, um, very flamboyant and has a funny accent for most of it. And so like, it's Jack black playing that character. So it comes across as funny, but it's like, you, you see at the very end after the, uh, there's like a little mid credits where they, um, show footage of him actually playing uh, a show and he's very charismatic, but it's like, Oh wow. That, that guy does kind of look and act like Jack Black on that
1: stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, like he's That's he's released awesome. from prison now and he's like touring his his uh his his polka band. I I, I don't imagine that he's still like conning people out of money. But like money. he's in his eighties now. Like yeah. um, so most of Probably this takes already, place in like, like... the nineties i'm done <laughs> yeah I'm done like so so but but it's it's fun it's um it's like a i don't want to compare it to like wolf of wall street because it's not gross like that movie is yeah. but it's like it comes from that same like time of like biopics where it's like kind of also making fun of the subject mm-hmm you know what i mean like it's it's that type of bio pick
1: um, yeah
0: so you know if, if you like that style of movie you'll, you'll probably have fun with this if you like jack black you'll definitely have fun because he's very
1: jack black in this movie <laughs> yeah I, I mean i do have fun with jack black but it is an interesting um concept
0: hmm. yeah but that's all my stuff for this this week nice um i've got one more
1: thing okay um, It is a game that I've been playing. It is called Backpack Hero. It's on Steam. It is in Early Access, um, but I really enjoy the concept. It is a roguelike, so um, random generated um, levels and stuff, and uh, random items. But you are basically a hero, um, traversing a dungeon. But the main, like, gameplay of this game is you have a backpack where it's sort of like on a grid base. You, at first, at level one, it's, um, three by three. So you have like nine spaces. And um, kind of think of Diablo when, like, you pick up items, they take up so many spaces. They'll either be, like, too long or too across or, like, zigzag and stuff like that. So you have to, when you pick up items, you have to, like, fit them in your backpack. So you fill up your backpack and everything along those lines. But then certain items have synergies with other items. Like, you might get a shield that if armor to the left of it is adjacent to it when you use your shield the armor gets like plus two or something along hmm. those lines so it, it's an interesting like you build your character through like moving items around and huh. then like it happens where you like get one particular item that just kind of misses up your whole like flow chart of items huh <laughs> yeah. and um, there's magic um, and you have to have mana in your backpack, but the um, mana has to be attached to the um, item that uses it, hmm. unless you have, like, a conductive item, which will allow the mana to, like, travel through it, like um, like electricity. And then oh, okay. there's three other characters that are variances where, like, you have um, space in your backpack, but it's, like... Um, imaginary space and you can only fit certain items in, like certain, like, mm. ruined items. So you have to kind of, like, manage a backpack that's been split in half where it's, like, these ruined spaces versus, like, normal spaces. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, I will say, again, it is an early access. Um, some of the items are not balanced. Um, they're clearly items. Um, and they have a, um, again, kind of like with Diablo, it has a rarity system for the um, items. Oh, like cool. common, um, uh, uncommon, rare, legendary. And then when you fight people, um, the battles are turn-based, you get three energy at first, and using your items in your backpack will usually either take up energy or take up mana. Sometimes items, if they're adjacent to, like, if you have a sword that's adjacent to this one particular, like, uh, gym, if you use the sword, you get, like, plus one to your uh, energy for the round. Yeah. So it, it's like being able to work out synergies in your backpack, but having enough space where you can fit everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. And- I I uh I like it. Um it definitely you know, I enjoy a lot of roguelikes. Um it definitely scratches that itch. Um and it's it's very unique. I, I think that it's a, a really um well designed game. Again, I do think that there are some balancing issues. Yeah. Uh but for right now, I think um as long as they kind of like manage out some of the the items uh i think it, it's going to turn out to be a really good game
0: well cool yeah yeah that's um you know inventory management isn't my thing but i can see how that 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 works really well with the theme that you've mm-hmm. described if it being kind of like um diablo ish like yeah. procedurally generated dungeons and and different tiers of gear almost
1: yeah basically yeah. and um and um all the um well all of the playable characters are anamorphic characters cute little like you can play as a little rat and oh it, so is it a furry game like, uh, you can play as a frog and then you can play as a robot um wait a minute I gotta, it very gotta, I gotta much it has sorry. that kind of um that uh um, red wall sort of
0: feel to it okay uh
1: yeah if you look at backpack hero
0: uh, yeah i'm i'm looking at the art yeah i like the pixelated art um i will say like the mascot the 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 rat character that you can play as is very like horny furry (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) i won't the hand-drawn one not not the pixelated not not the pixelated pixel art one um but yeah like the way they have her drawn on the cover at least it's like "Mm, i feel like they know who they're appealing to with this art yes i
1: will not deny
0: yeah no it looks Uh. it looks interesting there i'm looking at different screens for it of (laughs) of uh, how to how to manage that inventory and and yeah the way the projection or the um procedural generation does the map and fills in Mm -hmm. the world. Like it looks interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. Um I mean it's a lot of fun. So far I've been having a lot of fun. Um again, just kind of the only gripe that I have is just balancing some of the items. Some of the like some of the common items are just like much more powerful than like an actual legendary item. And it's like, well, I'm just going to stack a bunch of shields and then have nothing, <laughs> so I don't attack. But then I have like spikes, so when people hit me, they take damage, <laughs> and uh, that's that's all I am going to do. Like, You've
0: cracked the code on how to play that game. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, there is that particular run of just like shielding up to no uh no end, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I um I like it. I I think it's um fun. I'm going to continue probably playing it and um, see if I can uh, beat it with each character. Okay, yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, so right now, like, are, are, are they pretty locked in with these are the characters that will be in the final release, or are these still, like...
1: Yeah, so these are going to be, like, the main characters in the final release, but um, they're planning on um, continuing to improve it by adding... Um, additional characters free of charge as well as additional items so so it does have a um a life cycle Mm, gotcha which is always great to hear that they're just not going to like abandon it yeah yeah
0: okay well and Uh, you said that that was your your last thing
1: yeah that was that was my my last thing well
0: uh if in that case uh the book club the the, the blue blah, 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 club, blah, blah. the book club book is uh neil stevenson's snow crash
1: uh, which yeah, should be fun. Yeah. i uh i look crash forward to some of that snow
0: yeah i look forward to dis- to discussing that with you i think mm-hmm. the next up episode is uh while while um richard is on a a break for his his
1: weebap <laughs> ah so so is everybody is, say congratulations to to Richard yeah. for uh for being a pops.
0: yeah yeah um is uh yeah i think you and i next are speaking about uh another A24 movie that is not actually a horror movie um called Under the Silver Lake
1: under this yeah i haven't watched that yet so i yeah. to get on that but uh i didn't know that was another um another one of those
0: I didn't know either until I looked at the schedule for
1: release that I have like penciled out and I was like
0: huh okay oh, I, right. I guess I was re- <laughs> really feeling A24 for some reason when I made these decisions <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but uh, yeah we'll be talking about that next time and um, I guess with that be kind and rewind and read your, your snow crash and we'll talk about that at some point
1: yes and let Ye path follow wherever yon wanders in that great unknown which is the grassy plains of existence. I really thought you were gonna say the grassy knoll. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: I really thought you were gonna say on the grassy knoll, and I was like, wait, where did that statement go? No,
1: no. I'm not going not going full uh conspiracy theory. Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah. slap that on a t-shirt put my face on there or or zach's face on there or or the green knight's face on there yeah
0: (laughs) we'll see you guys next time bye bye